0: This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. This makes it pretty much no fun at all. quality needs to
1: pre So far. All right. We'll have to see where I end up here. Probably had enough taken away around.
2: You're now listening to the Dale Jr. download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Hey,
0: everybody. It's Junior. Uh, this is a post Chicago. Recap of uh, this weekend for Dirty Mo' Radio. Um, You know, we tested at Chicago, and uh, to be honest with you, I I didn't think the test went all that great. We were there for three days and really never found the kind of comfort or speed that I think we needed and had uh, some balance issues in the car that we couldn't ever really fix. So typically when you test at a track, you, you hope that gives you an advantage when you go back for the race. And you'll see the guys, you know, you'll know who tested at what tracks. And when you go to the race, the event, you'll see them uh, have a slight, you know, advantage maybe off the truck and possibly uh, be one of the stronger cars running throughout the weekend. But we just didn't really find anything. So that was kind of frustrating or disappointing. The only thing we found was a great barbecue joint called Firewater. Otherwise, uh, the test was kind of a wash. We. You know, came off the truck and ran some race trim in practice in the first practice, and I thought that was pretty good um, compared to the other teams. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we had pretty decent speed to, you know, to, to some cars. I figured that we were going to be real good. We went in the qualifying trim, and I made a mistake on the last run uh, with with the car. The balance wasn't perfect, and I made a mistake knowing the balance wasn't going to be great and pushed real bad off of turn four. So. Um, we probably would have ran a top 15 lap, maybe 10th, 10th to 15th. Had a, I not pushed real bad. Had to lift at the exit of turn four on our lap. So uh, qualifying got rained out, and we ended up starting 19th to 20th. And when the race started, uh, the car wasn't great, but it wasn't too bad. We kind of moved around a little bit. I think we inched our way forward around to 12th place, 13th. We ran about 10th to 13th, really all day long. And for the most part, the car had. Uh, had some balance issues. It was a little bit loose sometimes uh, up high, but mainly it was way too tight off the wall entering the corner and down into the center. And we made some pretty good changes that I think were helping that. And then finally later in the race, I jacked the track bar way up and that seemed to really make a good change for the car. Um, We sort of, you know, we got the car actually driving pretty good the last uh, probably 80 to 100 laps and we just never really got an opportunity to To showcase that, a lot of the cautions fail in our opportune times for us. We had one caution fall as we were going through a pit cycle, so we had to take a wave around and we just, you know, never really got an opportunity to gain any track position because I think we would have been able to run in the top uh, 10 pretty easily by the end of the race with the way the car was driving. Uh, We had the same speed as a lot of the guys running in the top 10, because we, uh, you know, once the run, you know, during a run, I could see I was catching a lot of these guys from probably fourth, fifth place on back. Uh, Around midway through the race, you know, they start the race so late. They start these races at two o'clock now in the chase because of football, and they feel like they get a better uh, audience starting the races in, in these odd times, but it took away the top groove starting the race that late. Once it cooled off later in the race, the bottom was really where you wanted to be. When it's hot and slick, the bottom's a little too hard to get a hold of. You gotta run a little bit slower around the bottom and the top is a better lane and that's kinda how the race began, where the top was a little bit of a tool to use and then late in the race it wasn't quite as effective. But we feel like uh, we made some pretty good gains on the car throughout the night and throughout the day and we really you know, I don't know, that race just kind of felt kind of weird as a whole the way the cautions were falling, and it was just kind of the flow of the race kind of was disruptive. So, anyhow, on that late restart, I was, I'd made my mind up to go to the top and just dig hard around the top. I thought everybody was going to work hard to the bottom because the bottom of the track had been so good late in the race i figured everybody would be really trying to get to the bottom so they weren't up high in turn three and four because three and four wasn't very good place on restarts in the second lane or the high lane and three and four wasn't very good so but anyways i was going to jump hard to the outside and i think everybody else in front of me had the same idea so when we went into the corner you dive to the top and once you make that decision, you're there, you can't the car you don't just turn the car and go into a different lane. so we had all the all our all our uh, commitment was to the top, and a 48 went up there, a couple of the guys went up there, and we were doing okay and then the 24 was sliding back pretty fast on his old tires and he he slid up in front of the guys in the top groove, and we all had to check up and it just cost us a couple spots. We were running about 10th. I think 11th when we were trying to pass Brad Keselowski with about 10 laps to go for the last caution, we ended up shuffling back on that restart and finishing 12th. So it didn't cost us a ton, just a couple spots, but those points might be pretty valuable late in the, uh, in the chase here once we get a couple more races down the road. So we'll see. I wish that that last caution hadn't came out, to be honest with you. Yeah. I felt like we were working Brad over maybe going to get him for position. And uh, with the 83, car got in the wall, and I guess that was enough for that yellow to come out. So the car, you know, needs more speed. We need to be a little more competitive. But what else are you going to do? you gotta, you got to put it in the past and move forward. we got a couple of different, completely different racetracks coming up, New Hampshire and Dover. We need to be competitive there. We need to run, you know, at worst, 10th. Uh, you know, 11th, 12th at the worst, you know. So we can get into that next round, uh, you know, without being a top-five car. But after that, it's going to have to be a top-five car. We know that. We understand that. So we're trying as hard as we can to to improve things and uh, get to where we know we need to be to be able to race for the championship. So, um, Otherwise, it was a pretty uneventful weekend, and uh, – you know, for, for, had a pretty good time driving the car. had had a pretty good pretty good time in there. Just frustrating. So you get you know you get to get into a groove and then those cautions come out and it kind of throws everything off. But anyways, we'll move on to New Hampshire. We got a pretty good track record in New Hampshire. I think we got top tens in the last four races there. And uh, hopefully the guys have. Worked on some things to uh, improve on whatever issues we had the last race there, and we got a little, little bit more competitive car going this time, hopefully. Greg and all the guys, we've been spending a lot of time together outside the car, talking over notes, and, you know, we're putting in the effort. We're putting in the time and effort to try to give ourselves the best shot we can. So I hope everybody appreciates that, and, you know, we're going to work hard. Hopefully uh, we'll get a little bit of luck, too, on some of these cautions going forward. So... All right, we'll check you later. Hope you enjoyed the download.
3: Dale Jr. joining us here on the download presented by Spy with Amanda and Mike. I'm Taylor.
1: Do we have to talk about this race? I think we should, Taylor. I think we should, even if it's not a fun conversation. Everybody's probably saying the same thing, and that's like, what was that, right? I think he
3: he really uh, seemed to sum up the way I feel. There was no flow. Cautions killed the momentum that the team had. I have no problem at all with effort. In fact, I mean, Amanda, they started 19th. Yes. So, yeah, started yes. 19th, and they were up to 8th. I mean, I know 7th when the when Truex pitted, but they were up to 8th with 130 laps into the race. I mean, made up 11 spots, and I really felt like, okay, maybe there's a shot. This These guys are going to have a top five today, you know, somewhere around there, 5th, 6th. Kind of felt like that was going to continue through the race. And, and quite honestly, if – there weren't some fluky cautions with debris. I feel like that's where they would have finished. And he just he mentioned Gordon coming back and everybody having to check up. So he ended up finishing 12th. And It's just one of those days where you just couldn't get any momentum going. And I don't think it had anything to do with how competitive the car was. It was just a bunch of fluke things that happened that prevented Dale Jr. and the guys from finishing, I don't know, 6th or 7th, which I think we would have felt a lot better about.
1: Which I think would have been where we would – Have earned, you know, if we finished. I I don't think we were any better than that. The whole weekend. But isn't that how you felt? I mean, I did. I I felt like that, but that started on Friday. We we didn't unload again uh, very well, made some gains in practice, then qualifying gets canceled. Now, we made significant gains, enough significant gains to where I would have wanted qualifying. Typically, we've not been qualifying very well, but we were like fourth in qualifying trim. So, like, we want that shot. We're not good enough right now in qualifying to. Just accept a rain out. and no, we need that. We need that. We need that qualifying because I think we would have started better, and then we would have gone to the weekend. Uh, Saturday, spent a lot of time trying to chase that car. Sunday, you want to know what I felt about Sunday? I felt like I was watching the contenders for the chase play prevent defense. Mm. Yeah. That, that's what I felt. I'm not saying that's wrong or right. I'm not saying. I'm saying that this chase, it's a format that is supposed to induce this. Volatility and
4: a
3: lot of volatility. Yeah. Well, Stevie, and, uh, and, and,
1: and it does, but it also, th- there were a lot of chances for people to take bigger gambles than just no tires at the end, which is a gamble I liked, by the way. And it did work for Denny, didn't work for some others, but, but I'm saying I liked that gamble. But for the most part, prevent defense is what I was watching during that race.
3: 15 of the top 19 with, I don't know if it finished this way, but 15 of the top 19 with like 10 or 15 laps to go were in the chase. Uh, Steve Letarte mentioned that on the broadcast, and so it did. It didn't feel like there was a lot of risk involved. Kevin Harvick obviously was the one that did not have a good day, but
1: which to to that point, a lot of people would be like, "Well, that's the problem. If you're going to play prevent, you're going to play it safe. You know, get aggressive, go after it. win When you a championship, didn't work out well for Harvick.
3: No, he's going to have to win.
1: Harv- you know, Harvick was out there saying, "You're like, well, Harvick didn't do anything wrong. Harvick could have let Jimmy up." Yeah. Harvick could have let Jimmy up and saved that car. He could have. And it, I'm not saying that he did the wrong thing because, you know, you're racing. But Junior, if Junior's in that position, Junior's going to get the car to the finish line. He's not going to put it, in a, especially that early in the race. So I'm saying you can get aggressive. That's right. And and now, in hindsight, you could do it.
3: But now the defending champion is in a position where he's going to have to win in right. Loudon or Dover.
1: So it was finishing 12th okay for us. Maybe it was in round yeah, one. Yeah, it,
3: it, it was. It just didn't – I don't know, man. I just didn't feel like it had any flow
2: this race this year was the first race we've had with that long of a green flag run too, which I think also kind of disrupted everybody's flow because they're not used to it right now.
3: A yeah, hundred laps or so, wasn't it? Uh,
2: a- around that. Yeah. 70 was, at least it for was sure. A long green
1: That's flag so ironic because not having the disruptions of the caution, totally disrupted the flow. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: then all the cautions completely disrupted the flow in the other way. But you know, you're right about uh, Friday and Saturday, man, that is, I-, I can't stress it enough. If you're a, Dale Jr. fan and love the 88, you should certainly tune in on Sunday, but you need to tune in on Friday because in Loudoun because, man, I can't stress how important that is going to be because, to your point, Mike, I feel like if that team would have qualified eighth, they would have finished fifth or sixth, you know, and that's going to have to start happening.
1: The the thing I found interesting about this race was that the two people – the first two blows, the first two body blows uh, to chase contenders finished first and second. How about that? Like,
3: uh, yeah, went a lap down early in the race. The fir- yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: well, I got two fun. laps. Yeah, two Ham- laps. Hamlin
2: brought out the caution. He yeah. did.
3: Yeah, it's a but
1: they, but you had Carl Edwards that was uh, right there. Was he a lap down, Amanda? Or did he,
2: he was for sure. I think he, he was a in speeding, danger. He got speeding penalty too. That's, that's kinda have lap that. down. Yep, but yeah, they
1: finished first and second. Yeah. Yeah. One on old tires, one on new tires. Didn't matter. But I mean, that
2: just, that goes back to what you're uh, talking about. You need a little bit of luck in this chase as well. They do? got a lot of luck on their side. I'm yesterday. blaming
3: Kip for that, by the way. The speeding <laughs> penalty for sure. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm not, but uh, yeah, it was it just you couldn't get any any flow, it wasn't the most entertaining race, and uh, yeah, you move on, I mean, I guess the good news is is when you don't feel like you had your best finish and you couldn't get anything together, you finished twelfth, you didn't finish twenty eighth you finished twelfth, you know, so that's yeah. so that's good, and also on top of that, as junior just referenced and Amanda who did an excellent job of putting this in the notes for me today, Dale Junior's had some success in Loudon recently, i mean he's. Yep. Finished in uh, in the 10th in the spring and 9th in, ninth, in uh, both races in 2014. Finished 5th earlier this year in Loudoun. So uh, he mentioned where they need to finish on, I wouldn't say historically, two of his best tracks, Loudoun and Dover. But he knows what has to happen, and this team knows what has to happen in order to get into the next round, which I fully expect them to do. And then when you look at the races, the places that are coming up after that, like he said – that's when suddenly you say, okay, when you go to Talladega or you go to Martinsville or you go to some places like that that are ahead on the schedule, that's where you expect them to contend, if not win.
1: So going into this weekend, then where do you want to see him finish as far as expectations? Because if you just, just so you know, yeah. on a points standpoint, he's 10 points out of those back four. Yeah. He's in 10th place. He's also 10 points out of fifth. Right, so he's not lost a lot. He's fourteen out of the lead.
3: I'd be okay with seventh if you're asking me to. Well, I'm not going to make a prediction because I'm not. No, 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 I'm not make, asking for. I'm a not prediction. allowed to make I'm a saying, prediction. No, 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 I'm not predicting not I'm a win. No, no. but I'd no. be. I'd be okay with seventh. I'd be okay with seventh.
1: Would you be be okay with ninth?
3: Not as okay as I would be with seventh. <laughs> that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I, I, I a think lot of it depends on what's going on around you as yes. well. I mean, no, I, I mean
3: if, if all things being equal, if we get the finish that we earn, then I would say I'd be okay with seven.
1: Let me ask you this question.
3: Does that make sense?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: The Harvick Jimmy Johnson incident happened uh, about midway through the race, correct? Yeah. Do you think having the defending champion have to take his car to the garage affected the way the other teams raced?
3: It could have, yeah.
1: For because sure. you've got your, a legitimate contender, guy that was on yeah. fire you know, throughout the year, and now he's in the garage. Did it change all of a sudden? Maybe if you were going to go try to take tires there at the end, you're like, look, I need to get out of this race I mean, in one piece. Hey,
3: listen, I'm not saying Harvick's eliminated because certainly that man is capable of winning anywhere he goes. But if you had put it at a percentage right now, I'd say he's less than a 50, probably less than a one-third chance of making it to the next round. You know, just based on statistical information, if he doesn't win one of these next two races, he's not going to go to the next round. So, yes, to answer your question, yeah, because if I'm thinking of it, at least in a, driving around uh, during a yellow, I would think, man, there's a real chance the defending champ, who was unbeatable at the beginning of the year, is out. There's a good chance he is out of contention here in the first race in the chase. So, yeah, I think that would change the way I felt.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. I think that that did change a lot of the strategies involved in that first race. I think that first race, you just need to get your feet wet but uh, and, and not go uh, – you're not going to go win the championship, but you could certainly yeah. t- almost lose it in the first race. So, all things said, I think that uh, th- that you would have seen a lot more cars not take tires there at the end if the if the Harvick incident had not happened.
3: Uh, going back to your question about what is acceptable this weekend in Loudoun, given how – consistent the 88 has been in Loudon, I absolutely expect them to run around the top five. I okay. really do. I do too. I think that that's fair. Now again, conditions and other factors could come into play, but I, I just think Friday is of paramount importance.
1: I think that we need to see something Friday that we haven't seen in a month. That's unload. I'm not saying unload fast, like be the fastest out of practice, but I'm saying be in the ballpark. Yeah. You're now in round two you've you've had a you know a month to look at this uh let's let's unload well let's get us a good just a, an honest qualifying lap in let's let's start in the top 10 let's do that at Loudoun. if we can do those things then i like our chances for top 5 and maybe top 3 at Loudoun. okay as for uh, what happened in chicago one
3: last time they started 19th and he was digging i mean really was the first 120 laps had gotten up to uh, eighth position up to seventh when Truex uh, pitted in front of him, did fall back to 12th after some cautions uh, came out. And here's uh, a Junior talking about uh, getting sideways and Johnson and and uh, Harvick running into each other.
0: Yeah, they all they kind of got screwed up there, I didn't, there was a, By the time I got turn one, I was in the f***ing wrong place, so that hurt me a little bit. But too tight. I need to free it up, get some front grip to the center still. What do you think about it? a little bit out of that on the left rear, like a half round? Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? You got three damn engineers up there. Four. That's what we're that's
3: what we're
1: talking about. So we're gonna
3: take the half round out of the left rear. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, we got three or four. I love that. That is hysterical. college educated. Yeah, those guys are smart. Let them decide. That's good.
1: What did you think about? What, what was your take on that, uh, Jimmy Johnson Harvick?
3: I thought that Harvick screwed up. You did? Yeah. What did you think?
1: No, I think Jimmy Johnson forced an issue that was too early. too Way too early for that. I mean, going I mean, going below the line to go in a pass. I mean, what lap is it? Uh, It was 138,
3: I believe. 130,
1: yeah, yeah, 138. I thought that was a, a bit asinine. But I also think that Harvick could have made. Now, in fairness to Harvick, he said in his interview that his spotter said that it was four wide. If it's four wide, yeah, you don't have anywhere to go.
3: Yeah, I thought. I thought that Harvick it there was a miscommunication with Harvick.
1: Yeah, it wasn't four wide for sure, but it but if he thought that, and I don't know. I mean, I, he I can
3: buy what you said about Jimmy going too early, but I. I, I mean, one
1: thirty eight. Yeah, I mean, you, more than a hundred laps left in that race, and you know, why for? It's the first race of a ten race chase. It's one thirty eight. I don't understand why anybody is racing below the white line. Yeah. Period. You know.
3: Fair enough. Uh, as for the as for junior and the boys, uh, they made some adjustments and still thirteenth. and And junior was pretty frustrated, as you heard uh, in the open. He, he got it up to tenth for a little bit, uh, but all these cautions, man, I mean, just really killed any momentum they had. And uh, he just mentioned also Jeff Gordon coming back to the pack that cost him a couple spots when Jeff was on old tires. It cost the twenty four a whole lot of spots. And
1: yeah, I, d- I disagree, though. I don't think old tires cost him. But. It
3: certainly impacted the 88, though, and it yeah, cost it him a couple of uh, spots. It's a, it's tough. It's frustrating to have that um, in the last uh, few laps of the race, Mike, uh, but again, it was a frustrating feeling because I felt like this was a team that was going to finish sixth Yeah. based off of the way that the car was performing throughout, uh, especially the first 130-some-odd laps, but there was just no momentum that could be gained after that.
1: No, I mean, it, it, we did actually – I'm glad Junior spoke to this because it, I forgot about a couple of different incidences that just didn't play into our favor. One of them was that caution that came out that where we had to take a wave around. That was just, you know, not too long after we had just pitted under green. That was unfortunate, It, but it happens. It's racing, right? I mean, Jeff Gordon, uh, you know, spiraling back through there absolutely affected us. Uh, did it prevent us from getting to the top ten? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I, you know who knows. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I'm glad just to get out of that race, yes. and 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 just be upset that that we finished twelfth and move on because we know that we are absolutely everybody. Everybody's into this, uh, still in this chase. Nobody's been eliminated from it. So
3: mm, there's one guy real close. But but you're talking about a guy that
1: how many wins does he have this uh, year?
3: I, I mean, I think he's got two. Mike hadn't won a race since. March. So if wow. he finishes – and I know yep. he's been top five in everybody to death, but that's not going to be good enough to get to the next round. When you finish 42nd, I mean, he's you're going to have to have a lot – I mean, you're going to have to have three or four other guys that have 40-some-odd place finishes in order for him to get back into this. That's so, a good point. It'll listen, be fun. you're right. I mean, he's as capable as anybody of winning a race, uh, but I think he is in major trouble, Kevin Harvick. Uh, but, there, but to your point, there are a lot of guys – That are still in it. I'm just real ready to move on with my life. I don't want to talk about Chicago anymore. It just it put me in a bad spot, like you know, it's like doom and gloom outside. It's kind of I don't like it when there's no sunshine. On top of that, the race was kind of gloomy on Sunday. Why are you looking at me like that, Amanda?
2: I don't know. Like Like, this really emotionally hurt you? It did. I didn't enjoy
3: it. I didn't enjoy it. I was all excited and thought we're gonna have a Big day, and I was going to be like, yeah, man, we started 19th. We finished 5th or 6th. We were digging the whole race and
1: Hey, well, I'm going to help Ms. you. Miss
3: Renee was telling – you know, we were just looking out. It's gloomy out there.
1: I'm going to help you out here, Taylor. we we'll get you past this doom and gloom, this funk that you're in. Last year at Chicago, we started with 11th. The year before that, it was 35th.
3: Yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah. So we didn't finish 35th.
3: No, no, no. I- and we
1: lost the championship that day. It wasn't the same format, of course, because it changes every three years. We actually
3: would have won the championship right. still with this format two years ago.
1: Right. So, But we didn't finish 35th. I,
3: listen, I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying I'm ready to get the hell out of Chicago. We, I'm no more talking about Chicago.
1: All right, no more, except on Reaction Theater, which we all probably right, should fine. talk all about. All right, it <laughs> is time
3: for that. <laughs> and our chance to hand out either a pair of Spy earbuds or their wireless speaker to our favorite caller, Actually, Mike's favorite caller because every time I try to make a vote, I doesn't That's count. not true. And also, it's don't forget, vote. you can go online to <laughs> com and get yourself a pair of Dale Jr. Signature 88 shades. includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farrah for the ladies. Once you are ready to check out, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and get 20% off of that purchase. I would actually feel a lot better if I got one of those Valvoline hats. You like those? Yeah. Oh, God, those are great. <laughs> I did like those Valvoline hats maybe it maybe my comments have earned me a Valvoline hat <laughs> yeah we'll see we ought to
1: let no we ought to let uh people on twitter vote on, on whether, whether i should get on a whether taylor's hat? Yes. comments earn a Valvoline hat
3: i think that's fair okay let's see what these reaction theater callers have to say I can't believe we ran that damn cursed die do paint
0: scheme and actually made it to the checkered flag. <laughs> that ought to be some kind of record. I mean, I, I, I just couldn't believe that. I knew driving that curse thing, but well, I figured we'd end up on the hook. Sucks to come home 12th, but you got to go to Loud and Dover and win the damn race. Time to step up, make it happen. Hell yeah.
1: Hell, yeah. That's a good point. All right, so a lot of people are superstitious about that green Diet Mountain Dew car. And you're superstitious, too. And, and uh, I'm a little stitious, not superstitious. But like, let me go back here. I want to see. We've run this car a couple times. Let's see. The last time we ran a Diet Mountain Dew paint scheme, we finished 16th at Bristol. Mm, there you go. Maybe there's something to it. Yeah, I don't know. see? <laughs> I don't know.
3: That's right. All right. Who's next? So pissed. We suck, man. Like, we have absolutely no balls when it comes to strategy.
0: Strategy always wins these games, and we're always conservative. We need to get our game together. Get out there, get some fast cars, and let's go win this thing. Go on! Mm.
1: Hey, listen. This is, goes back to the point I try to make at the beginning. You know, do you go aggressive right off the beginning? Uh, you know, with your strategy, not just not just pit strategy, by the way. I mean, like you could be aggressive in your, you know, the spring you put in the right front the shock you put in, all these different things, because the, the risk is greater than the reward. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. What do you think, Taylor? What's your, what's your vote on that?
3: I think that confidence goes a long way, and I don't think that it's time to give up on the people that are part of this team at all uh, after one race in the chase. But certainly I think that this team needs to be uh, – effort cannot be questioned, like Dale Jr. said. Confidence is something that the team certainly needs plenty of, But I don't think it's time to scrutinize that yet. Who's next?
2: Okay, okay, okay. Congratulations, Danny Hanlon. Great job. Got to give it kudos to Dale Jr., 88 team. What a way to come back. Uh, You fought, you fought, you fought. You know, we didn't have the best start. Every week you just keep pushing and pushing and digging and digging. So proud of the team. Uh, Could have been a little bit better, but, hey, we're going to take it. You didn't wreck Chicagoland isn't the best track for us, but hey,
3: good job. All right, uh, just keep moving on and don't get don't, don't get down. Talk about Loudon and obviously the success they've had there lately, and that's certainly a good point, but probably not good enough to win anything. Who's next?
1: Way <laughs> okay. to go! Way to throw that in there, Tom Taylor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
3: what is this,
4: man? Dan Hamlin
0: spins out on lap two, and then that wins his race. That's up. I showed up to this race in Chicago with my beard belt. I got an 88 shaved into my chest hair. I bought my first door bumper clear shirt from TJ Majors. I grew my Dale beard off to the weekend. I figured this was in the bag, man. It qualified and got rained down, We got screwed, but uh, at least we're in it, man. Harvick messed up. I think we got a good chance going to the next round. Hell <laughs> Yeah.
3: Twelve beers. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, I, <laughs> I was, I'm sort of ready to say he's the leader, except for all the credit he gave TJ.
1: You know, I was the same place. Me yeah. and you were in agreement on that. You
2: know. Why would he buy a door bumper clear shirt if he shaved the '88 into his chest hair? Doesn't can't he want to see show it. that? What off? a great yeah, point. That's a good point. Sorry, TJ, but
3: yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you just wear like the front and maybe his back has the chest hair in it. I don't know. Maybe he had
2: like a long V, like a (laughs) a long V-neck. Those are always
3: always pretty, too.
1: Maybe he just cut a whole, cut the TJMajors.com part off of the shirt, and then (laughs) that's where the 88 is shaved in.
3: I bet that looks nice. Who's next? All in all, decent day for Team 88, but I was going to pull a Mike Davis
4: and
0: Kyle and brag on Jimmy Johnson for a bit for actually going up to Kevin Harvick situation, but it didn't look like Harvard wanted to hear any
4: bits of it. I'm sure they'll work it out and get it done and feel 88.
3: I don't care if it was my brother or it was somebody that was in my wedding. I wouldn't want to talk to him either after that. I mean, is Chase for a championship real chance it was compromised? I don't care how good of buddies there are or enemies or anywhere in between. I wouldn't want to talk to him. I mean, I do appreciate the fact that Jimmy wants to try to explain himself. Probably feels bad about the situation. But if I were Kevin Harvick, I'd say, "Call me back in two days."
1: Yeah, this is where I love Kevin Harvick for being Kevin Harvick. I mean, th- that's not a guy that you want to go to after the race no. when it's still the wound is still very fresh. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I, if I honestly, but no, I love that knowing J- him. I would text if I were Jimmy. I would text him and I would say, "Hey, bud, is I'll cool? call you in two yeah. days."
1: No, I like. Hey, is it cool yet? <laughs>
3: yeah, I know it's not cool yet. I'll uh, call you Went Tuesday. I
1: love that Josh Jones was the one breaking them up, though. How funny is oh, that? Right. Uh, yeah. I loved it.
3: Another function right in the middle, huh? Who's next? Compared to everybody else in the chase, boy, we sure had a under-the-radar kind of day. It's just too bad we got royally screwed over on restarts and pit sequence and when caution flags flew. So pretty much NASCAR just screwed us out of an instant top-ten finish. We had an awesome car today. If we had
0: long runs, we were bullet fast. The only guy who was fast us was Jeff Gordon. and It's just its
3: too bad that we kept on getting screwed by NASCAR, so I'm going to start the hashtag, <laughs> blame NASCAR for everything. Yeah, yeah, let's go after it. I, I do agree. I wish we would have had some, after that one incredibly long green flag run, I do wish we would have had some other longer green flag runs because I think we would have had a better finish.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think, we, I think that car, I think we were doomed for a 8th uh, place. Just one of those days, huh? Yeah. I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't see. Yeah, it would have been nice not to have to take a wave around, yep. but it didn't really affect our position.
3: Who's next? Yeah, I'm totally confused.
0: Junior twittered that New Hampshire was a solid track for him. And yet, looking with statistics, his average start was 16.3. His average finish was 15.0. Uh, with no wins and yeah, 32 starts. How can that be a solid track? Totally confused. Thank you.
1: Well, if your name isn't Richard Petty or Dale, Dale Earnhardt, uh, that's actually an average, average finish and start for most drivers at most tracks. 15th and 16th. I mean, like if you go look at over the broad career, that's that's pretty average.
3: It's worthless. Those stats are worthless to yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy that called my college football show. And he said, Taylor, I'm a Florida State fan. We've lost one game in the last three years. We deserve to be ranked better in 10th in the country. I said, what in the world that did 2013 and 14 have to do with 2015? Do you honestly look at FSU in the first three weeks of the season and think they deserve to be ranked better in 10th? Heck no. I say that to say this. Dale Earnhardt Jr., as Amanda pointed out, in the last two years, has finished 10th, 9th, and 5th at Loudon. That's what matters. I don't. Whatever he did in 2005 – in Loudoun, New Hampshire, has nothing to do with performance in 2015. So let's look at what that team is doing right now, and that's why Dale Jr., absolutely as well within his rights to be confident yeah. going to New Hampshire.
1: Yeah. I mean, Dale Jr.'s average finish at Martinsville was really, really, really good, and it wasn't until last year that he finally won a race there, so it's just, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, you're talking about, like, what, two or three different generations of cars yeah. that we've gone the, through exactly. <laughs> at that Yeah,
3: that time? Exactly. Come on. No, that doesn't mean anything to me. Last one. Best thing I can say for Team 88 Uh-oh. is, uh,
0: hell, we didn't finish any worse than we did, but that sure is wasn't a, uh, a performance I think anybody's real proud of. Hey, a pit crew needs to uh, put in some extra work. I've it in my neighborhood about to die. I'm only 300 feet in. My 600-foot run. Sorry, Amanda. I just ran over a snake. Just not run over, like, step on Ran over a snake. Wow. In his street? Uh, I don't like that at all. Uh,
1: he got it. Right. Right. hard he I only have about
0: another 100 feet. My 900-foot run. Come on, eighty Let's get our gear. Right now, we're sitting okay going to the next round. But this s*** today ain't going to cut it. we got to keep getting better. Let's go, boys.
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I
3: love his attitude. Why is he? Ru- why is there snakes in the in the in the yard? I mean, out in the road where he's <laughs> hey, running?
1: No, you just hit it on a point that's probably accurate. He's probably running in his yard, first yeah. of all. <laughs> but uh, I mean, in Texas, yeah, yeah I imagine. There are I don't know. Yeah, or he's just making it all up. Yeah. What do you think it is?
3: I don't know, but he's a funny man. I love Dado. Long live Dado! I think
1: Dado needs to be running further than 900 feet if he wants to be serious about this chase.
3: I'm going with the guy that had the 12 beers, even though he. Gave TJ credit. He was good. Uh, the guy that cussed his brains out for 16 seconds, the second one. I liked him. He was good, and then the paint scheme guy was, was pretty good. But, uh, I don't know, one of those three for me.
1: I, I liked the guy. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, I'm not so sure I believe that he shaved an 88 in his chest, but you know what? I like, the idea, I like the idea to even call up and lie about it. So, if if that's what he did, then I think he's our winner.
2: Well, He, had a, he has a beer can holster, too. Amanda, that's pretty awesome. Alright,
3: a good point. Amanda uh, <laughs> wants to give it to him, so we're gonna give it but to him. But if g-
1: he but if he legitimately did it and he'll he'll catch us on Twitter or something, I think that Amanda needs pictures.
2: Yes, for sure. And we'll right, tweet that's out a good, that picture that's if he a sends good. It to all us. right, if you
3: can tweet out a picture caller number four today in reaction theater of an the 88 shaved, shaved in your chest, that's right. then you absolutely are our winner. And you've got. If the, not, the man that cussed his brains out and is really upset, caller number two.
1: That's right. I think the guy, let's give him till like Wednesday till noon, yeah. Eastern Time. Yeah. And if by Wednesday at noon, Eastern Time, he's not tweeted us a picture of the 88 shaved in his chest. The guy that cussed us out, he that's, gets the, I think that's
3: fair. Reaction yeah. Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902. And if you are calling toll free, I'd also like you to send me a picture of that on Twitter because yeah. I haven't seen anybody call toll free in quite some time. Maybe they have a calling card. One eight five five seven four zero nineteen zero two. Or if you want to call and uh, collect. In this day and age, if that's even possible, and charge it to Mike Davis, I'd love to see can that. Can you do that? I don't know. I mean, we'll have you heck, to try you, after you the put show? toll free in the in this thing that I read every week. Maybe you can call collect still.
1: Now, listen. You, do you want to like go up to my office after we're done here and try to call collect? Is it going to charge somebody? you? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm I not going to
3: charge it. Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Kelly for it. Why? 1-855-740-1902. Leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here. On Dirty Mo Radio.
1: No, I got it. We're going to call Dale Collect. <laughs> now that's fine. Are we in? Yeah, I'll I do that. It's called Dale Collect. That's you fine. have received a collect call from <laughs> Taylor Zarzer. Mike,
3: Amanda, and Taylor, will you accept? <laughs> Hell no, I won't. <laughs> that would be pretty good.
2: Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide.
1: It's Takes a Nation presented by Nationwide, and I thought that we have to absolutely get in our guy, Tyler Overstreet, in here for this Takes a Nation segment and talk about last week's chase across America. Tyler's uh, in his first full year with Dale Jr. as his road manager. And, Tyler, they legitimately sent you across America for your first chase across America.
4: Literally, yeah. We were wheels up. Out of Statesville at 8:30 a.m. last Wednesday, flew all the way to Los Angeles, and we were landed there at 10:30 Pacific time, and got off the plane, went straight to work. All right, so let's talk about
1: what this was like, and some of the places that, you, or some of the hits that you guys did, like on Wednesday.
4: We started our first deal was at just a random cafe with Mark Wahlberg, and we were actually probably 20 minutes late. And he was about 10 or 15 minutes later than us getting there. So him and Dale were really only together about 10 or 15 minutes. And what were you guys typing? It was for their Wahlberger show oh. um, that comes on A&E. So it's kind of like they were supposed to have lunch together. Mark brought, I'm not a big Entourage fan, but I think it was the original Johnny Drama Yes, uh,
2: he's friends with the guy, the guy that that character is based off of is his, oh, is, is that his right? a childhood friend. Yes. Okay. okay. So
4: that guy was there too. Oh wow. Um but that really only lasted 10 or 15 minutes. Um did you have a Wahlburger? No Wahlburger. It wasn't their restaurant, so Oh. Uh, we didn't actually But that's a thing. Like, th- like that yeah. is a, a thing, a restaurant that I guess the show is based off of. So that would have been cool, but we did not have that.
1: What else did you do then? uh, You left uh, Mark
4: Wahlberg. You spent 10 minutes with him.
1: Then where were you?
4: Then we went to – we went and we saw Joel McHale, who is an actor, comedian. He hosted the Espy's. We saw him for a while, and he was a super nice guy. I'm a fan of the Ted movies. Yeah. So we started with Mark Wahlberg. And then we see Joel McHale, who are both in the first Ted movie. And I'm like,
1: man, this is awesome. This is like a, yeah, the Ted fantasy that Tyler yeah, always has. Yeah, this is what L.A. is all about, <laughs> apparently.
4: But he was super nice. From there, we went to Fox, the Fox Studios, which is nothing like I would have expected. You it never just, is, is it? You drive in there, and it's like you're going into a theme park, really. You have to check in at the front gate. Yep. You go in, and it's like movie sets. Um, yep. Basically, like you're in a town. And then there's one building, and all the Fox Sports stuff is in there. Fox Sports – or we did America's pregame, which is a lot bigger on TV than it actually is. Right. Like the you studios go in there are and, small. Yeah, and there's, like, three walls, essentially, that they're based off of. And so we did that. While we are there, the Big Ten men's basketball coaches were there. Okay. So, like, John Thompson III was there. Oh, wow. Um, Wojo was there, the – Old Duke Wo- coach Wojciky. Yeah, I didn't like him. Did you tell him? Because you're a, you're a North no, Carolina Tar Heel. I ignored him. Okay, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice professionalism there. Yeah, they'll appreciates that. <laughs> well, he didn't. He doesn't know that. I was just like, whoa, Joe. <laughs> whoa, Joe. <laughs> and so we did a couple more things there. We did this one podcast, the Jay and Dan podcast, That's which right. they were hilarious. Um, they had this whole wall because they're from Canada. They had this wall of celebrities from Canada, and the whole time I was like. Thinking, are, are these people that they've met or that have been on the show? And then they finally said what it was, and it was just an interesting collection of people, a c- bunch of Canadians. But they were,
1: but they've not actually been on the podcast. No. Okay. <laughs> no, <I laughs> well, that's what we had to do. Like we had to put Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> yeah, and you know Tom Cruise in here, right, just to make people think that they've been on Dirty mo Radio. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> wow, this
4: is a, Im- an impressive list of uh celebrities that have been on here. But no, it was just Canadians. <laughs> And they were just off-the-wall hilarious guys, so that was cool. From there, we went to Jimmy Kimmel. How was that? That was cool. I mean, I that's the first night talk show host deal like that that I've ever been to, so it was different. Toby Maguire was there, so Dale got to meet him for a little bit. Um, Another one of your fan- fantasy movies, Spider-Man. Yeah, you about. my, my oh. brother always liked Spider-Man. I wasn't really into <laughs> action movies like that or um, Just ones with teddy bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently weird stuff. And then on the way out of Kimmel, he went down to sign for some people, and that's where the guy was hammering him with questions, and that ended up on TMZ.
1: Oh, so you got TMZ? Yeah, well, yeah good. that, that can, was another hit. Yeah, yeah good. The, you know, the, did you pitch that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pitched that one. That's funny because, you know, usually when you do those talk shows, uh, TMZ is always outside waiting. I mean, it's if I'm TMZ, that's the perfect place to do it. Yeah. They're just like, you know, hey, Dale, what's up? You having a good time out in L.A.? That, like that kind of thing. I've just never like-
4: heard anyone rattle off so many questions. Just bang, 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 bang. And I was like, good grief. I was like, oh, this guy is paparazzi. I didn't realize it's going to be on TMZ, but that was cool. Then there was also a guy dressed up as Superman. I don't know what his deal was, but he wanted Dale to sign his guitar. But quite, Oh, it was wasn't weird. Toby Maguire
1: trying to be another superhero? No, it was not okay. Toby Maguire. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was somebody that wore a Superman costume think- and just yeah. mistakenly thinking that... Yeah,
4: wrong guy. Yeah, wrong guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but so that was cool. And so we're in L.A. His media obligations ran from like 11 a.m. to 5.30. Went straight back to the airport, got on the, the plane and went to Chicago. Got to Chicago about... Twelve thirty central time and by that time we're all just toast right yeah it's i mean it's more than eight hours flying on a plane yeah in one day it's a lot of flying but
1: so you had a day a full day in los angeles you have a full day in chicago i always
4: uh remembered
1: from those chase media events as great as they are that you're just ready to see a racetrack
4: at one point and
1: when you do finally get to the track everything starts to feel normal for you again is that
4: the way you felt Absolutely. Thursday night, uh, we landed in Joliet and got back to our Hampton Inn hotel room for me. And then Dale got to the track. And then you're finally like, okay, this is the normal routine. You're ready to go. Getting treated amazing. Car service and everything in LA yeah. and everything they did for us in the city in Chicago is awesome. But, I mean, our normal routine is Friday, you get to the track, you do your practice, qualifying, Saturday, practice, practice, practice debrief sunday you pick up and race right so that gets you out of your routine i mean we left wednesday morning didn't get back till sunday night so it's a longer week getting to the track though then you're you're fine you know what the deal is
1: so of all that happened this week what is your one thing that you will always remember what's your one biggest takeaway from your first chase uh, experience
4: Biggest takeaway, whether it was media
1: hit, what, you know, whether it was something that happened uh, like en route to something, whatever. What what was the one thing that you'll always remember about that one? Let me give you an example. The one thing I'll always remember from the, uh, the the chase across America from three years ago was the where Brad Keselowski refused to take his sunglasses off for a big NASCAR picture at the Chicago Bean. I don't even know what it's called, but everybody calls it the Bean. I don't know what its real name is. And and it was this thing that Brad wouldn't do, and Josh Hamilton from NASCAR NASCAR's like. Dude, take off your sunglasses for this picture. And then Clint Boyer's down at the line and said, Brad, take your sunglasses off so we can take this picture already. Out of all that happened that year, that's the one thing that sticks out to me. What was the one thing that stuck out to you?
4: Um, I think just getting to go to L.A. Because that was the first time I've been to L.A. And then all things considered, all the flying and long day we had Wednesday, we were actually the freshest ones because wow. the oh. other guys had got to Chicago and – they got a little rowdy on Wednesday night, so ah, so, so going
1: to L.A. You actually were more fresh. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> so uh,
4: seeing seeing some of the other drivers, I'll probably remember that. It's it was definitely interesting. Yeah, I was like, wow, that guy had a rougher night than <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah,
1: we won't we won't reveal names, but uh, that that's something I, I didn't even think about that. That that L.A. kind of keeps you out of trouble. Go figure. And We're flying eight hours. <laughs> flying yeah, eight exactly.
4: <laughs> hours. Exactly. It's hard to get in trouble up there. Another thing that I won't forget is they made all the drivers do that. I don't know if you saw it. They all had to sit in the bumper cars. I didn't see that. Like, you know, NBC Sports has their, they have a bumper car thing that they okay. take to every race. Well, they had every chase driver's car in a bumper car. So they made them all 16 grown men go sit in these bumper cars. That was the last thing, so they're all just tired of doing everything. Oh, they're gosh, like, oh, let's yeah. go take this bumper car picture. Thumbs up, guys. Well, well,
1: you, you got to tell us what Dale said to that.
4: He actually asked me, like he posted some pictures on Twitter, and he's like, oh, you got to take a picture of me in this bumper car.
1: Well, Tyler, I appreciate it uh, for, for you coming on here. It wasn't your first time, won't be your last, but uh, just had to find out uh, how it went on your first chase across America. Glad it went well. Uh, And then I'll pick up uh, and and help you out this week and hopefully not, um, you know, make it too complicated for you when you get back. Hopefully I don't have any fires for you to put out when you get back. Hopefully. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? All you got to do, call 877-697-2246. That number again, 877-697-2246. Or visit nationwide.com forward slash Nation. For more information, And don't forget, Tyler, don't forget, Amanda, Nationwide is on your side.
2: Here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo' Radio. Tomorrow, Kelly is joined by Denny Hamlin's better half, Jordan Fish, on Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Thursday, Regan Smith and Heath White talk fighting the chase in the upcoming Xfinity race in Kentucky on Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. Remember, you can always catch Dale Jr.'s at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24 7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets.
1: Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there. White flag. White flag. White flag. White flag. Where are we? Boy, I brought like a binder full of notes down here today. This is
3: staying Not- in, by the way. This part right <laughs> here. All right.
1: Found it. White flag. Who do we want to sponsor? Where did you stay this yeah, week?
3: Valvoline. in uh, a Valvoline hat. Okay, oh, I st- the- Oh, well, hey, hey. I stayed in the residence in by Marriott Fenway outside of Fenway Benway. Park and I put it on my Instagram, Taylor Z Radio. I do like Instagram. It's not as I do too. It's not as mean-spirited as Twitter. But uh, I did put a picture out right out it was so cool. I mean, I stayed right outside Fenway Park. Beautiful. So, Residence Inn by Marriott can sponsor this today.
1: That's who sponsors this white flag today. Dale had yesterday off. He's back to work today with competition meetings at Hendrick Motorsports. A production for Goody's Headache. After that, you think Harvick could have used a Goody's Headache (laughs) shot? (laughs) Or some of that cool orange powder? Uh, And then tonight, the event that we all look forward to each and every year, the Dale Jr. Foundation's Driven to Give event, hosted by Stevie Letarte. Really? Yes.
2: And well, our it. good friends at uh, Nationwide are sponsoring it. Is that right? Yes. The whole thing? Yeah. Nationwide is on your side. Presenting site. sponsor.
1: Look at them. They're awesome. The event is the biggest fundraiser of the year for the Dale Jr. Foundation. Maybe I'll periscope a little from it. Amanda, you'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, should we Should we do a little scoping?
2: We can. Okay. i got to sell raffle tickets.
1: So you'll be working. <laughs> <laughs> You're there to work. I'm there to scope. How's that? Uh, this weekend, yours truly will accompany Dale Jr. to Loudon. Did you know that? You're
3: taking uh, Tyler's spot? Yep. Yep. Wow. I like that. I, good. I, I think that's good. I'm glad you're going.
1: Do you want me to make a prediction? <laughs> go ahead, go <laughs> no, ahead. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not making any. I'm kidding. Uh, I, Great pre- lobster. I, I predict I'm going to Loud.
3: It might be too far for you to drive, but there's a place called Warren Lobster House in Kittery,
1: Maine. Unbelievable. What is the lobster joint, Amanda? You were a—you're uh, well traveled up there. Uh, uh,
2: there's there was a couple spots. Wasn't one of them called the Weather Vane? Wh- wh- or something. I like that? I don't know. That? There's one that has
1: newspaper on the yes, table.
2: and I I'm picturing it, and it's I can't. It's Sambo's. No, so that's Dover. Sambo's isn't Dover. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's the Crab Leg Joint.
1: Yeah, you'll get strike that from this White Flag. Is it go to by next
2: the, week. the Common something? I don't. The common Man.
1: Common denominator. I
2: don't
3: know. I didn't go there. I don't know. We just
2: could have made up a bunch of stuff. (laughs) Anyways,
1: back to White Flag. Uh, uh, Pretty solid weekend of action there. Uh, But the Xfinity Series is at Kentucky, Taylor. So Regan, Chase, and Ben Rhodes will go for Junior Motorsports. The race is going to be Saturday night on NBC Sports Network.
3: And shout-out to the Rice Man. I know last year Doug did uh, the double. I think he went from Kentucky to he's. I don't think he's doing that this year. Night race to a day race. But but shout-out to all my PRN friends because they have – a race in Kentucky, and then they have a race. In how lab, about so?
1: How about Eli Gold? Uh, that Alabama football game started at nine fifteen Eastern uh, the other night. He caused the Alabama game. Like I think that game ended around one fifteen a.m. Yeah, and then he went home, slept for like thirty minutes, and then got on a plane and went straight uh, to Chicago. That is for me. the Cup race. He's That's, a machine. He is. That is. Uh, Sunday's cup race from Loudon will be on NBC Sports Network. Dale Jr. will be back in the Nationwide Insurance Blue and White Chevrolet, everybody. Yes, yes, who's just so yes. superstitious out there. Yes. So, uh,
3: Favorite paint scheme.
1: And it's changing for next year, so there you go. All right. But that's, uh, it. that's it.
3: All right, good stuff. All right, let's go get us a good finish in Loudon this weekend. Mike Davis will be there. I'll be there. Throw something at him if you see him.
1: I want to see tweets on why Taylor Zarzer should get his Valvoline hat.
3: Absolutely, because I have another hat like that, but my new dog buddy chewed it up.
1: So it's at Dirty Mo Radio. That's where you can let us know, and I I want to and be imaginative.
3: For Amanda, for Dale, for Mike, I'm Taylor. You've been listening to the Dale Junior Download presented by Spy. All
1: right, let's go call Dale Collect.
0: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio.
2: Well, that's a wrap on today's Dale Jr. download presented by Spy. Now, I want to remind you guys, if you want to take advantage of that 20% discount, go to spyoptic.com, pick out your favorite Signature 88 collection pair of sunglasses, and when you're at checkout, enter code NATIONWIDE88. You don't want to miss out on it.